0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Two-parter today. Later on in the show, we'll find out how the deer hunt's been for Steve Sapaniak up north of Bemidji. But first, we're checking in with the service manager at Ray Sport Marine, Justin Spouty. Justin, thanks for stopping by, first of all. Thanks, Pep. Glad to be here. Well, it's uh, that time of year that, you know, we had a very nice fall. A lot of boats stayed out a little longer than usual. There's some musky guys that are going to hold out probably till December 1st if they can. But it's the time of year a lot of people start to winterize their boats, and, and we wanted to talk a little bit about that. Uh, let's start with uh, the guys who like to do it themselves. What would you say are the key things they need to remember?
1: Yeah, Big thing is, Kev, um, just to touch base on the fall, it's been absolutely outstanding weather-wise. we got a lot of people still on the water. We are still a couple weeks out in service at the shop, um, but don't be afraid to give a call if you're still out there. The weather's going to change here quickly. Um, The big thing is, if you're going to do it yourself, the gear lube is the big, big thing in your lower unit. Make sure you drain that gear lube. Make sure there's no water in it. That's a big thing, you know, that can lead lead to some big issues down the road. Um, get, that, get that drained and replaced. The oil and filter on the four strokes is a must. We always put stable in the fuel, you know, fuel filters, anything preventative maintenance-wise to get ready and have it done in the fall so you're ready to go in the spring. That's kind of the goal, so...
0: A lot of it has to do with the motor, and they aren't cheap, so we want to make sure they work. But what about the boat itself and maybe the trailer? Are there anything particular we have to do with those?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we do grease the trailers, the bearings, pack them if needed. Um, We grease the engine, the pinch points on the motor as well. Um, Make sure your live wells are drained of water to, you know, eliminate any cracking of your hoses, fittings, whatever. Um, But basically, that's about it. Um, You know, just your typical winter eyes and get ready for next year.
0: From the service end of it, what do you see most often the following spring, people who did it themselves, uh, that they forgot?
1: Batteries. Uh, batteries are a big thing we always disconnect our batteries at least the negatives as part of the winter eyes and when we do that a lot of these guys are running the big uh, trolling motors with uh, 24 or 36 volt systems and then they have their house ba- batteries for all of their big fancy electronics so a lot of these guys have four or five batteries in the boat so you know they get disconnected and a lot of guys you know you want to make sure and uh, either zip tie your leads or tag them when you disconnect them or bring them into the house so you know so you're not running on 12 volts when you should be running on 36 for your trolling motor. That's probably the biggest question I get in the spring or or concern.
0: Is there anything you should be doing with your electronics in particular?
1: Um, You know, we shrink wrap um, an inside store, cold storage, warm storage. Personally, I mean, I would maybe, if you have a big fancy $1,000 to $5,000 head unit, I would probably bring it inside just because. Um, but, you know, we do shrink wrap them inside the boat. Generally, there's no issues, so...
0: Okay. So,
1: um,
0: you know, boats are not the the boat that I sat in when I was a kid at my grandpa's lake. Mm -hmm. They're a very complicated beast now, just like a car, just like a truck. These things are all very complicated. Most of us can't do a lot of it anymore. So what are the services you guys provide?
1: Yep. So basically, so we offer all the winterizing services like we had talked about, oil and filter changes, gear lube, fuel filters, stable in the fuel, disconnect the batteries just kind of a general once-over make sure all those live wells are drained Um, we do offer the winterizing or excuse me the shrink wrapping services as well Um, we shrink wrap right in-house and then we do have the outside storage uh, for them we do have some inside storage that is about full right now for this season we're looking down the road to get another building put up for some more inside storage but um, you know we shrink wrap probably two to three hundred units and like I said We started winterizing this year probably in August, Um, just with the low water levels. Everyone Mm kind of pulled, especially the pontoons. Lake Bemidji was super, super low, you know, July, August. So um, one other thing that we do um, offer is a lot of our pontoon owner customers do not have trailers. So we uh, we do have rental trailers for the pontoons if you need to get your pontoon out of the lake. Or we do offer... Um, you to go out and we'll, we'll go to the lake and go to the access, pick the pontoon up for you, bring it to the shop, winterize it, shrink wrap it, store it, and then we will deliver it back to you in the spring, water ready. So, I mean, a, a lot of our pontoon clients do that, and it works out real well. So,
0: We're talking with Justin Spouty. He's the service manager at Ray Sport Marine. Outside of the winterization issues, what, what's the most common thing you run across as a service manager when it comes to boat, motor, trailer issues?
1: Um, you know, the big thing, I'm all, I'm all about the preventative maintenance. Um, a water pump or your, your impeller, you know, I preach that every three to five years, get that changed, you know. Do your spark plugs about the same time you would do that. Um, you know, er, you know we, we uh, work on the Mercury, Yamaha, and Honda outboards. Each motor has its own little quirk and, you know, each one has its own issue depending on um, the age of the motor. You know, they've come a long way over the years and all these new motors are basically bulletproof. So it, it's all about maintenance and, and doing it every year and make sure that you're spot on to get going the next the next spring.
0: Is there, um, I mean, there's been times we've had water for a long time, even well into December. Mm -hmm. Some of the hardcores might still do that. Is there a certain air temp where you say it's just not good for your boat to be out there anymore?
1: Well, you know, these musky guys and even the hardcore walleye guys, I mean, they'll be out until, you know, the night before the ice, the lakes lock up. So, you know, you're out in, say, 15, 20 degree weather, you know, sometimes it's not going to be pumping water for you and... You know that's something to worry about, but everything's just going to freeze up. You know, you're trolling—I've seen issues with the trolling motors where they freeze up and don't work properly. But engine-wise, I mean, as long as you can get it fired up, I mean, they—they're going to do the job for you. But like I said, preventative maintenance key.
0: Okay. Well, uh, um, at the uh, Ray Sport Marine, it's not just about boats. Uh, We're—we were talking before we came on the air. This is that time of year where everything's going on hunting so woods and water and you've got a lot of the things for woods uh you got snowmobiles you got atvs too
1: That is correct. We, we are a full, um, Articat service center and dealer. Uh, we offer the services on the ATVs side by sides for all you guys out in the woods deer hunting. You know, we do anything from a fluids change to repairs of axles, whatever goes wrong in the woods. And, you know, now with the weather forecast looking the way it is, the snowmobiles are going to be on everyone's mind. I already have a few in the shop that are getting ready to be tuned up and ready to hit the, hit the trails the woods the lakes whatever um so don't be afraid to give us a call um uh 218-444-1010 we uh we'll get you on the schedule and get you in and get rolling for the winter season
0: so atvs they can you know they're they're year-round units if you want them to be um but what are some of the things that you got to be picking paying attention to on your atvs and side-by-sides yeah
1: you know it, it kind of is the same as the boats situation boat motors you know do your oil and filter change and do your maintenance and grease your pivot points and you know just the little things there's i don't feel like it's as complex as the boat mount the boat motors but um you know just the same general maintenance and you know going to the snowmobiles you know the big thing is over the summer you want to basically summarize them when you're done for the season make sure all that fuel is drained out of your carb whether you know carburetor or if it's an efi that fuel sits all summer long and it gets rotten and we see that a lot in the in the boat motors as well where you know carbureted motor if they sit for a month or two we do a lot of carb cleans as well so
0: yeah, is there like, um, you know, like for a car, it's 5,000 miles, used to be three, now it's five. Is mm. there sort of a ATV rule?
1: Um, you know, probably like a hundred hours, you know, okay. that goes for the boat as well, like a hundred hour service every hundred hours. I would maybe recommend changing the oil. You might be able to go a little, little bit longer with the ATVs, you know, maybe 300 miles or something. It all kind of depends on what you're using it for and how much you're using it and, you know, if you're going to Canada or going on a week's hunting vacation, definitely be prepared and have everything ready to roll, so you're not stuck out in the woods. Snowmobile,
0: what do we got to be making sure we're, we're checking out?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, always have a spare belt. Check your high facts, um, your skags. Um, you know, just make sure your oil levels where it needs to be. Um, like I said, not a lot to them. You know, the track we tighten the track and go through everything like that. But basically, complete fluids change. High facts, and um, your slides and everything like that. So, pretty basic, you know, pretty basic stuff there.
0: What about uh, what do most people use snowmobiles for? Is it still a lot of trail riding, or is it mainly getting out on the lake? Or what what are people using snowmobiles it's for these kind days? Kind
1: of an all around thing, you know. A lot of we're obviously in the middle of walleye and fishing country up here, so we get a lot of the people with the Bearcats and the Norsemans, and you know your two ups that can go across the lake and and pull a portable fish house. Um, we do see. A lot of the, the Articat makes the monorail now, and a lot of our guys go out west and go into the mountains and stuff like that, you know, so that's completely different clutching and weights and everything like that you need, and we're capable of swapping those out if you're going on a trip out west or something as well, so.
0: All right, well, if anybody, again, wants to get something taken care of or wants to get the boat winterized, uh, how do they get a hold of you and get things set up?
1: Yep, so we're about a mile and a half north of the airport, right on Highway 71, Um, 218-444-1010 is the number. You know, we're basically there Monday through Saturday, um, so don't be afraid to call or stop in, and I am by appointment only. It just makes things a lot easier. You know, we do get the drop-ins and emergencies, and I like to try and help everyone out, whether they're a guide or just your normal fisherman. You come in the door, and I'm going to try and help you the best I can. So basically, just call or stop in and schedule that appointment, and we'll get you back rolling.
0: All right. Again, the hardcores are still out there on the water. we will be for a while yet, but it'll be time soon enough. Justin Spouty, the service manager from Ray Sport Marine, thanks for stopping by today. Thanks, Cov. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Checking in with Steve Sapaniak at uh, his other office, not the, not the floating office. This is his woods office. Uh, you've been out deer hunting. How's it been going? You know, Kevin, you know,
2: we're seeing some deer, but we're not getting seen a lot of them. It's been a little slow. You know, the weather's been too warm and everything. You know, we haven't even seen any grouse, which is very unusual. About the only thing that has, I've been seeing with any fur has been field mice. Uh, <laughs> Monday was a different story. We picked up a couple deer, you know, because of the little bit of weather change. But other than that, it's back to slow again. I'm hoping this rain where I am right now turns to snow, and that should get things going again
0: yeah we uh, you know a lot of a lot of deer hunters love that snow to track, but uh, that that's been pretty rare this year and uh, but it looks like it's going to change. Well,
2: I'm hoping so, you know. I mean, I don't really necessarily need the snow. It just brings the colder <laughs> weather, and the colder weather is what I really want. I think most deer hunters have to agree. You know, it gets the deer more active and everything. Right now, the deer got a, a good, pretty thick layer of, uh, you know, hide on them. You know, the hair is hollow and everything, and they got a nice layer of fat underneath that hide. You know, the few deer we did clean had a lot of fat on them, and when it's warm out, they don't feel like moving, Kevin. That's just, a, just too much work for them. But when it cools down and everything, they get active, they get moving, and the rut begins. I haven't seen any sign uh, of a rut happening where I am right now, and I'm north of Bemidji by about uh, 90 miles, and things should be going. I've found one rub on a tree and one scrape on the ground, and that's been it. Normally, this time of year, for the last 35 years, I've been up here 40 years, we'll see 10, 15, 20 rubs and scrapes all over the place. Hmm. So, uh, you know, got another couple of weeks. Hopefully, things get going better here. So uh, the the deer you
0: did get, uh, what kind of sizes?
2: Small, you know? oh uh, nothing huge, you know. Uh, small bucks, two small bucks and two small does. On uh, you know, actually the one doe was pretty good size. It was probably about one hundred sixty pounds, which is decent, very nice for a doe. But uh, the other doe was smaller, about 130, 140, and the two bucks were right around that one forty range too. Uh, you know, like I told my kids, you know, we can't eat the antlers, so everybody agrees. You know, if it's decent size, you know, it's in the freezer.
0: Sure. Now, um, what do you do? I mean, you're up in your your camp for for a couple of weeks. You you get the deer. What do you do to get them preserved and, and you know while you're while you're still hunting?
2: Well, what I like to do, Kevin, if it's decent weather, where it's a little chilly, let them hang for a couple of days. You know, and then uh, we, we we butcher them right here at the camp and everything. We oh, okay. got the table set up. We got reciprocating saws. Uh, we got torches to burn the hair off the hide, off the uh, meat, and everything because that's always a pain in the tush and all that hair that gets on the meat. But the uh, torch does a great job. So we're all set. We got uh, Ziploc freezer bags. Everything. We uh, butcher them up. Uh, take care of them right away. Put them on ice, and whoever goes home drops them off at the, at the family house on the way, or they take them to their place until it's time to have everything processed. So it's, we got an assembly line going. It took us uh, two, a little over two hours to butcher two deer on Monday morning, which was nice. And then my one son and his wife headed back to the cities with them. So they didn't have to worry about the job when they got home. We took care of it here.
0: Why wow, he's got the saws, got you get, You're get hardcore, man. Well, you know, why pay someone else to do something I can do? <laughs> True enough. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> you
2: know, like to save a little bit of money, and it's it's good the kids learn all this stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely! Wow, um, you know it's it's a great time of year, as you noted before you went. I mean, if nothing else, you're just spending some great time with family.
2: Oh, definitely! You know, all my kids, you know, they're mature. They're all married and stuff. You know, got grandkids. You know, from a couple. Of, you know, from uh, one side of uh, the family, and hoping for more and everything. It's just a chance for the family to get together. You know, we can let loose a little bit, have a little bit of fun. The kids, you know, my kids aren't kids no more. Where we can act like adults, we get along pretty good. You know, if someone wants to tell a, a raunchy joke or something. You know, that isn't too bad. You know, you know, <laughs> it's, it's let it go, have a little fun. You know, we're all mature. You know, when they were small, we had to watch out and take care of everything. You know, but now it's a little bit different.
0: <laughs> um, so uh, the weather is getting colder, definitely. Um, we, I was talking to a couple of anglers. They're they're definitely seeing a change in behavior this time of year as well. So. Um, everything's changing. It's, uh, it's, it's fall, almost winter in Minnesota.
2: Definitely. You know, I'm worried though that it's going to go, we're going to go right from,
0: from fall to
2: winter in no time. We're not going to have nothing in between. I think this is going to be the start. I think within the next couple of weeks, Kevin, we're going to see a lot of things happening. We're going to have snow on the ground permanently. I think we're going to have, uh, the deer are going to go from rut to having it over with. I think the musky anglers are going to be done. With their bite and everything, if I recall right, the full moon is the 18th of this month. That's usually when everybody's out there throwing those two-pound bulldogs. They have more power to them. You know, we spent a lot of days on the water this year. We had a lot of good fun. We had a lot of nice fish and big fish. So uh, I can't complain. You know, living in Minnesota is a win-win situation, especially if you've got a family. and If you're not going to take advantage of the great outdoors... You're missing out on a lot, and for those that don't want to take advantage, that's fine. That's just more for me and the rest of my family.
0: <laughs> you know, one of the things I, I, I talk about in Minnesota is there's a lot of people. You know, they they live here. They're not anglers. They're not hunters, but they sure love seeing deer come through their yard. They love uh, some of them. Love watching you know bear go through their yard. Uh, they love hearing ducks, and they love hearing loons, and they love you know all of that stuff. That's important to them too, and it's it's just part of the ambiance. You don't even have to. Hunt and uh and fish to appreciate the outdoors, but boy if you live here, you really should be outdoors doing something.
2: Well you nailed it right on the head, Kevin, you know, if you don't want to get out and everything, like you said, you should go try it for a little bit. But if you don't want to get out, like you said, enjoy the ambience of it. I mean there's nothing more beautiful than watching a deer come through the backyard. My son just texted today, the one that's coming up this weekend, he had a buck and doe in his backyard over by Elk River. You know, he's not gonna to touch him. He waits till he gets up here. For the people that love the sound of those ducks and the geese and the wildlife that's all around them, but yet they don't want to go harvest anything, I respect that too. You know, at least appreciate it. There's more to life than living in the big city. And I know we have a lot of listeners that live in the big city. Uh, Let me finish you. There's more to life than living there in the big city. My point is get out a little bit. Get out of the big city for a little bit, you know, out of a few miles and everything, and just stop and listen to the geese fly overhead. Listen to the ducks. Watch all the wild turkeys that are around the Twin Cities area. And you know what? If that doesn't make you feel good, fuzzy and warm inside, well, nothing might.
0: (laughs) One of the things you talked about last week, uh, you know, you're always a little concerned about, are running into the wolves. Have you spotted any wolves uh, so far?
2: Not yet. Not yet, Kevin. I've seen a couple of piles, you know, uh, wolf dropping, if you want to call it that. Uh, Deer hair is in it, you know, which is normal. That's all the time. Uh, but we haven't really seen anything, Kevin. We haven't heard anything yet, which is okay. But then again, too, it makes me wonder, you know, if there's if most are gone if coyotes have moved back in. And we could live with that. Like I said, I haven't seen no grouse. I haven't seen no weasels, no fish or martins. So, you know, something's up that way. You know, hopefully, like I said, the cold weather gets moving. But, uh, yeah, no wolves so far. And you know
0: what? It's not bothering me a bit. <laughs> All right. So you're going to be up there, what, another week and a half or so? Yeah, yeah, another couple week and a half, couple weeks.
2: I mean, I've got everything I need up here to sustain myself. Uh, besides having the family come up and hunt whenever they can, uh, you know, got a generator—that's my electricity. I hate to say it, but I got an outhouse, so that works out just perfect. You know, and for running water, it's when I turn the uh, bottle of water upside down—that's my running water. So yeah, I'm pretty happy as is.
0: All right, he's Steve Saponiak. He is up uh, hunting in his uh, neck of the woods, about what hour and a half north of Bemidji. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking the time, and we we hope you start seeing more deer. My pleasure, Kevin. Thank you so much for having me on. You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and KICK FM in Alexandria. And, of course, multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast.